Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at copychief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Copy Chief Radio. It's Kev Rogers here. What a show for you today. Mike Renard is back. Wow, this guy is inspiring to you if you are a freelancer and full of great information to share with you, specifically if you are in e-commerce, an e-commerce platform. If you remember the previous episode, if you haven't heard it, go listen. Mike was sort of just jumping into his freelance career, and it was creating some big wins for people in their retail space by writing email launch sequences around some new products for them. And his career and his, his marketing chops have developed at a lightning fast pace. So Mike's back today to tell us what he's up to now and share some core automations that every business needs to have in place. So Mike, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's great to be back. Yeah. So I first want to make sure that we get the URL in because I know everybody's going to want this report from you. They need to go to story-commerce.com forward slash CCR. Of course, this will be linked in the show notes at copychief.com forward slash CCR. But if you're in a place to write it down or just go grab it right now, story-commerce.com CCR. Mike, tell me about these core automations, how you discovered them, how you're implementing them, why they're so powerful. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the automations are super powerful because they're really responding to things that your customers are already doing. So, you know, the the other side of that is you could be sending campaigns to everyone on your list every single time you send it. uh, And that's going to be, you know, Monday morning at 7 a.m., Tuesday at 7 a.m., et cetera, uh, or whenever you send. So the the power of an automation is that it, it kind of automatically segments based on what people are doing. So when somebody joins your list, you send them a welcome sequence. When somebody buy something, you send them a post-purchase sequence and you know, we can kind of go through the rest of them. But th- that's what makes them really, really powerful because they're, they're essentially, you, know, you hear that right message to the right customer at the right time. And, that, and that's what these are automatically doing. They're always sending the right message to the right customer at the right time. And the way that I really like to think about it is, is kind of going back to that retail experience. When I was in retail, you know, I was working, you know, managing a few specialty retail stores and really focused on creating great experiences for customers. And so every single one of these relates to the customer life cycle in that same way. So I'm always looking at it through the lens of retail. Of what would you do if you were in an in-person situation with this customer uh, to create an incredible experience for them that A, gets them to buy the product and B, makes them remember your brand as something that they, they really love and appreciate. Yeah, huge. Yep. Those are certainly the two goals, and it sounds logical enough, but when you get down to, you know, it's easy to feel like you've got to be involved in every interaction to make that happen, but I've learned at a too slow a pace, in my opinion, (laughs) (laughs) that you can automate things and really have them resonate on the same level, and it's very effective, so... Yeah, let's talk about you know how these trigger customer or the triggered by customer behavior. It's almost like an AI. It seems like what we're learning in real time, you know, what, what the customer experience is. 
Yeah, totally. And, and a lot of people are going to have some of these, these already, right? So I've kind of, and you can go really deep down the rabbit hole, but I think there's really five core automations that people should have. And so that's a welcome sequence that happens when somebody joins your list. Mm-hmm. It's a post-purchase sequence that happens right after somebody buys. It's an abandoned cart sequence that happens when somebody is you know about to purchase something and then they add it to their cart and they leave. It's a VIP reward sequence, which is a lot of different ways to do that, but that's essentially how do you make your best customers feel special? And then it's a win back sequence for people that haven't bought in, in a certain period of time, right? Yes. And yeah. so those are all triggered by customer behavior. And I think if, if you're constantly looking at the le- through the lens of how would I approach this, if, if it was kind of this in-person situation, what would I do? What would I say? Um, it makes it, it allows you to create those, those good experiences because it's, it's also really easy to kind of get behind the screen and, and you're just, you know, clicking send and, and sending these things off into the universe and not really thinking about yeah. all the people that are there actually receiving it. Those are, you know, real people with real lives, right? Yeah, it's a great point. And that is, it's because, yeah, again, like I used to think of there's, well, there's stats marketers and then there's like, you know, human being marketers, right? But right. what I appreciate now after two and a half years of growing my own business is that those things go hand in hand you need the stats to indicate to you how well you're delivering value to each group of the people you just mentioned, right? Uh, These are, you know, from the minute they step into your world, what is their experience like? And this is something that we could spend endless time optimizing and never be done. But I would say that most business, business owners spend way too little time focusing on this, thinking about it. It's, we become addicted to just getting the sale and, and, and too often the only stat we look at is is revenue and right. i understand why that is it's because that's the first line of survival it's our first goal when we get into business but the next phase of business is okay let me make sure that the user experience is so dynamic that my message is clear that they really sense what they're in for and why this is a unique experience and and that I'm here to help them any way I can. Huge. So I, I love these, Mike. I, and I think these five you mentioned, welcome, post-purchase, card abandon, VIP, and then win back. I mean, it really is. That is lifetime customer value in a nutshell right there. And, you know, so like one and two, probably get focused on the most. Abandoned cart, that's just like money laying out there that you're, most people aren't collecting. And again, it's not like, let me chase somebody down. Oh, they said they didn't want this and I'm going to chase them down the street. No, it could be a tech thing. They could be, they, they may have forgotten. I've had plenty of times where I had full intention of purchasing something, got distracted or whatever, and card abandoned email got me back. And I was like, oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciated the effort, right? Right. So let's talk about the, the key points to keep in mind when we're, building these out for our, our businesses so that they feel human and not robotic. Yeah. And to give you an example of that, that abandoned cart too, I, you know, like, like you just said, it's easy to think of like just chasing somebody down and I've got plenty of abandoned cart emails where somebody, you know, I'll put something in my cart and then for whatever reason I leave and forget. And then I just get 
you know, kind of blasted with emails and sometimes it's nice and sometimes it isn't. But if you think about it as like somebody in a store walking up with a, a handful of stuff and saying, you know, an armful of stuff and saying, Hey, you know, I just, I decided I didn't, I didn't really need this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, can you put it away from me or whatever? And they're, they're getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do in that situation? You could do nothing or you could say, Hey, let me, let me, uh, put that away for you. It's no problem. But yeah, I'd love to just ask you a question and, and see if there's anything I can help you out with. Like, did something not fit right? Uh, you know, what happened? And, and kind of go on from there to, to be able to turn that situation into a positive experience, whether they end up buying something or not. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. All right. So how do we do that with email? So the three things that I like to look at in terms of, of, of how to do this are, are kind of three, three points. So the first one is human transactional. Um, and I think a lot of people really focus on the transaction. So putting that human filter on it is, is a lot of what we've been talking about. And, you know, one example of that is just sending stuff from, from a brand name versus a real person that, that people can identify with and build a relationship with. Yes, absolutely. So the second one is responsive experience where this is a, you know, it's really a conversation that's happening between you know, you as the, the brand owner or the brand and mm-hmm. the person who's doing it. So if, if, if you're responding to these triggers, that's always going to be a responsive experience. But even in the campaigns you send out, I think this happens on an individual and market level where individually somebody might put something in their cart and then leave it. And then, you know, you send them the sequence that's responding, but really everything you send out should be responding to the market. And that's just how well do you know the market? How well do you know and care about your, your customers and is the messaging that you're sending them continuously responding to what's going on in their lives. Yeah, it's a great point. And just go back to that for a minute. So the first one, it comes from a real person. That's incredibly powerful. My first experience with that was when I had the 60 second sales book, right? And people would respond to the nine word email saying, how did you like the book? And they would, just that email alone, they'd say, oh my God, I can't believe you're this author of this book, <laughs> which, uh, you know, <laughs> it's such a simple book, right? That even cracks me up. And then they'd say, it's so cool that you actually wrote to care how I like the book. And then they would give you this great response and you, right. And yep. so it, it's don't underestimate how powerful that is it takes effort to make that feel like a real email. And it, it sounds like I'm being uh, calculated about being real, but you kind of have to do that, right? Because your instinct is to slip into marketer mode and like turn it into like a survey sounding question, right? Right, right. De- Dean Jackson had to coach me through how to write this email and he'd, I kept wanting to add stuff and he'd say, nope, 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 it's done. It's literally nine words and it's how did you like the book no it was like i hope you like the book what business are you in you know right and you and and the response to that so this is where it gets really fascinating and it's important that you stay human at this point right so you can automate that message they will respond and other people would respond and go oh you know like the people in the know the marketers would say really cool nine word you know, Dean Jackson email. Okay. You got me. I'll respond, but they're still compelled to respond. Right. Right. And, and the key there is that, that you have to then 
make time to actually respond to the next email because that's where the magic starts to happen. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about this, this human side of it. Cause I, and I think there's a problem with the word automation because as soon as we hear the word automation, mm-hmm. we're like, Oh man, I really gotta, I gotta step this up a notch and get my marketer hat on and, and make something really, really cool here. When really, if you just, like you were just saying, like, just take it to the human. What would you say in a conversation? If you saw somebody, you know, Hey, right. Were you still interested in that? Right. Like that's, that's all it is. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's, and it's an open-ended question. And it's our instinct as a fellow human being to respond when somebody asks us an open-ended question like that. So yeah, very cool. All right. So much good stuff here. I want to I make sure we get it all in. All right. So the responsive experience, yeah, a conversational emotional experience for the customer's response to a trigger event. So uh, should we dive more into this trigger event or do we kind of cover that? I, yeah, I think, I mean, the trigger events are everything that triggers those five sequences, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody joins your list, they get the welcome sequence. They make a purchase, they get the post-purchase sequence. They leave something, leave something in their cart, they get the abandoned cart. They hit some like level of like, maybe they made their third purchase and they spent over $100. So they get a VIP rewards email and you can do a lot of cool stuff with that. And Winback is like, like, look, they haven't purchased in you know, X number of days, that's going to depend on the average purchase time for a brand, but let's say they haven't purchased in 30 days. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you. So if I'm listening to this and going, this all sounds great, but how intense is it to, you know, uh, what level of a CRM do you need to make this happen? How intense is it all to set this up? Everything that we're talking about, you can actually set up with MailChimp. So, Mm which is, is a very, you know, super simple one, uh, as long as you have an e-commerce connection and, and then they'll be able to, you know, pull that data and, and create all of these things. Yeah. Obviously there's, there's ones that are more powerful. Clavio is, is an example of one in e-commerce right now. That's, that's what you can do with that is pretty incredible, but you, you don't need, it's not complicated, I guess is the point, right? Right. Exactly. So this is all pretty straightforward stuff that even mid-level CRMs can, can handle the setup to do this. Totally. Tracking stats, everything's right there built in. Awesome. Yep. All right. So you also talk about story driven relationships. What's the key there? So, yeah, I think story is a big, always been a, a big part for me of, of what is the story that you're creating? What's the story that the customer is hearing and what's the story that they are experiencing as a result of, of, you know, these interactions that are happening. And the point of all of that for me is to create a positive memory of the brand, because if you know, I could have this amazing experience that I'm, when I'm going through, it feels cool. If I don't remember it, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to be all that impactful for me. So right. yeah, that's my new, my new mantra is that if they don't feel it, they're going to forget it. There you go. hundred percent. Yeah. This story is really the number one way to get people to, to remember it. So dig into that a little bit more, Mike, cause you're known as a great storyteller in email. How long do these stories need to be? Do you use different lengths, different st- styles of story for different points in the sequence? Yeah, I think, I think this is something that's really, really easy to overthink and you can get, you can dive really far into the story and create these amazing stories that set up your customers as the hero and and do all this stuff. And that's great. But you can also just tell stories that are going to relate to that. They're going to relate to based on who they are as people that make you seem, you know, like somebody that they, 
they would get along with, right? One real good example that stands out to me is, yeah, I'm on a lot of lists and I'm always reading this stuff and I, I get so many, you know, like letters from the CEO type emails. Yeah. And most of them, I mean, that. <sighs> I, th- I think it's a great thing to do and I love it that people are doing it. But a lot of the ones I get, they feel really formal. It's, I'm like, do you actually talk that way? Like this feels like it got sent through a team of lawyers and then, right. you know, they're like, Oh, we got, we can't say that we're going to get sued. <laughs> and, and so, but man, there's one that stands out and everybody I talk to about this, this email or this brand, they remember this email. I mean, I actually posted about it in copy chief, but last year, Huckberry, which is an online e-commerce brand. They sell you know, a lot of cool men's products, but they sent an email and it was from you know, the founder, the CEO. And it was just the most casual, super chill email. I don't, I don't even remember exactly. It was about this bag and how he'd been searching for this bag. And, but what I remember from that is, wow, this guy is a real dude. I feel like I could have a beer with him and I need to buy this bag because he went out and found it in the world and he's like sending me this, this thing, right? It was the simplest email. I mean, it was a few paragraphs long, nothing crazy about it. It was just yeah. this simple, simple story. And because it was so different than what everybody else is doing, I, I remembered that and it was really powerful for me. Yeah, and you know, it, it's true. It just comes back down to, being human and remember that you're communicating with other humans, right? Again, we get so caught up on those stats sometimes, especially big corporations. It cracks me up when I get an email from a brand that I like. It's so disappointing. The subject line will be a message from the CEO. And I'm like, Ooh, let me, you know, am I in trouble? Like what, you know, (laughs) why would I get excited to open that? Right. Right. What did I I do? Yeah. Oh, oh, what's changed, you know, and to them that feels like, oh, well, what a privilege. Our CEO has taken time out to actually reach down a hundred stories from his (laughs) tower and talk to the the little people down here. Right. And it's, it's hilarious. And that, look, I love that that's our great unfair advantage as small business owners is we get to be real, be a little informal in the right ways. But like you're showing us here, Mike, you can automate all this stuff. I immediately want to hire you to do this for copy. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude, because it's, 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 I, I, I want to, I want to like give business owners a pass because I know they're listening and they're cringing and they're going, Oh my God, he's so right. And like, seriously, I get, you know how a, a good CEO, like the, the show undercover boss, right. right. It's, it's so good because it puts the CEO in the trenches with his workers. And it's the same, like you've got to go through the customer experience in your world. And just about every business owner out there would, would really cringe even at the thought to go, I know how much I care. I'm a little afraid at certain points in my funnel to imagine how, how, how wonky it is, right? How much it needs to be improved. And it's just what you can't have everything perfect out of the gate you know it's progress over perfection but dude it's exciting to me that you are you've taken this on because what i love is like you found this perfect pocket where you can affect serious change for people who need this bad and it doesn't have to be this total ux overhaul you know like when 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 this wakes me up in the middle of the night and i go i know my my 
my customer experience is not optimized to the point I want it. But then I think, all right, now I have to go out and find some user experience expert and they're going to give me a, a 10 page report on all the things we can do. And it's going to feel like I'm a year away from improving it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think what's, what's cool is, and what you just said before reminds me of this too, but it, it really is a massive, massive advantage for, for smaller businesses, small to medium businesses that don't have this huge team or, you know, uh, a board that they need to send changes through, right? You can, you can create these amazing experiences. And I think it feels overwhelming when you first start thinking about it. But if you just, if you take it back to that, what would I do if this was in person? What would I do if I was literally just talking to this person? Mm -hmm. It makes it really, really simple to say, oh, you know what? I would probably just say, hey, you know, thanks for buying that product. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you. And, and here's some other things that, that I think you might like, right? Yeah. Fantastic. So this is a this is a service you're offering and originated very organically, much like you're talking about how to set up and approach your customers in an automated funnel. For you, you, you are working with a lot of clients who seem to have this pain point and you said, all right, what's the ultimate dream come true experience for them, which turned out to be, Mike, can I please hand this to you and, and make it better? And you put a price on that and it's uh, become a real boon for your business and a, and a great way for you to dig in and put all these things into action that you've been seeing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, talking about that pain point, I think a lot of times people, you know, you don't know what to send to your list. And, and a lot of businesses are very focused on getting new customers and designing their products and, and something that can kind of slip through the cracks and not be as much of a focus is, is customer retention um, and creating great experiences mm -hmm. for people who are your current customers. And that's essentially what we're talking about. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think when you have these automations built out, they're constantly happening behind the scenes. So once it's built, I mean, this is a, this is an asset for your business, right? Um, yes. It's a really powerful one. So, so getting it in place, yeah, it takes a little bit of work, uh, but once it's done, man, it's, it's awesome. I think I'm going to call this episode how to be more human through automation. Ooh, good. With, <laughs> I like that with Mike Renard. Cause that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's got some juxtaposition in there. Love it. Really uh, Mike good. Renard, you're, 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 you're a rising star, dude. Every time I talk to you, I'm more and more impressed and you teach me stuff all the time. I really appreciate it. Story commerce.com forward slash CCR to get Mike's report. Thank you, brother. We'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. This is great, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.